Well, hello, my fine, fine friends. How is everybody doing out there in the old podcast land? I'm sure I'm glad you're listening to me. Welcome to another fun, fine episode of your favorite show and my show, the number one show around the world today. Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I'm your host with the most, the most recognizable voice in the podcast and world today. It's your good old friend, Uncle Boo, baby. It's the B-double-O, baby, coming down, going funky town, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey tonight, baby. So I suggest you to strap on in and set in, and let's get this ship a-rolling, baby. What do you say? Mm. And if you're new to the show, thank you. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening to the show, and it's awesome, man. This is episode 101, guys. Can you believe that shit? Getting close to finishing up season two, man. I mean, season two. Then it'd be season three. And I want to I wanna appreciate you fans a lot. And here's why I say why. I'm going to ramble a little bit on the first part of the show. And then I'll get to the news and all that. But, uh, but hey, uh, I want to get this out of the way, though. I uh, <coughs> wanted to give you the good news. We've got more uh, listeners that's clicked on. I've gained some more memberships that's... Uh, since I've talked to you last, got uh, over uh, more downloads and stuff. So it, it's going, guys. I mean, it's it's steadily uh, rolling downhill, gaining momentum. And I got you fans to think about it. And I uh, I took up for you today. But here's my little rambling speech. You know, you know, I've always said if you're going to do this stuff, you got to have thick skin. you got to take bad comments. And I've had, you know, it, it don't bother me. I've had people say my show sucks. I sound like a dumb redneck. I'm illiterate, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it, you know. Big deal. But I've heard good stuff, too. Like, I've had friends from other countries and people from out of state and just saying, hey, you're doing a good job, like you're showing stuff. I mean, when y'all reach out to me like that, that's awesome. And I wish y'all do more of it. So that's another thing I want to get to. That's one of my goals. I want to get more interactive with y'all. Y'all talk talk to us, talk to me more on Facebook. Sorry this week I haven't um, been up on the Facebook. <coughs> Jackson's been having a lot of uh, baseball games this week. But back to the point before I get sidetracked. Anyways, you know, that's one comment got me, though. I made a Facebook rule talking about the show and all that, saying don't forget about it, the 100th episode, blah, blah, blah. You know, and sometimes the, F drop, the F-bomb drops. Well, a lot of people are stuck up and they hear you say the word fuck. They're like, oh, you, that mean, that just means you're illiterate. Ah, uh, what the fuck ever. Everybody says fuck. Behind closed doors, I guarantee they do. But anyways, and I do sound like a dumb redneck sometimes. I don't mean to, but I'm not a dumb redneck. You know, it's like that's what makes me mad. You know, I it's it's podcasting stuff I do. I mean, I do it all by myself. So it takes a guy with some kind of smarts. But anyways, it's a woman who made a comment on there. Uh, You're very illiterate and stupid, which I don't mind to get that all the time. But then when she went after my fans, that's what pissed me off. She uh, said, your show's stupid, and you're stupid and illiterate, and whoever listens to your show, show is just as trashy as your show. And I was like, well, my show says that in the name. But uh, as I read on, you know, she just kept downgrading me and the fans, saying they're just as dumb and white and dumb and trashy as you. And I just, that's what pissed me off. That's what really fucking pissed me off. I don't mind you go after me. You can do that to me all day because it's my show. My name's on the line out there. 
for my fans that fucking listen to me and it's their choice to and 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 they go out of their way to listen to me and are loyal to my show fuck yeah i'm gonna stick up for y'all that's what pissed me off my fans are not illiterate and stupid and trashy at all neither am i but that's what pissed me off she went after the fans you know you guys have nothing to do with this you just listen to a show you like it don't fucking matter whose side I'm on or I say this or say that. I try to call this motherfucker down the middle. And that's where I know I hit a nerve, guys. When you start speaking the truth a little bit, you get little motherfuckers like that that want to come out and run their mouth and act all big behind their fucking computer screens and all that shit and behind their phone, you know. But I ain't going to say the name or nothing, but that's what pissed me off. She went, uh, she went after the fans, and that ain't cool. You know, so she can kiss my ass. But I I just said, um, sent her a reply. Thank you. Have a great day. And I blocked her. Well, it's like I was always raised. Kill them with fucking kindness. So if, you know, people say you're trashy, you know, fuck them. It used to get on my nerves sometimes because I just don't like the stereotype, you know. Oh, you're a fucking guy from the south of country, boy. You're fucking white trash. You're a dumb hillbilly redneck. Oh, you know, I hate that stereotype but you know i'm getting to the point now to the age i'm getting to the point i don't give a fuck anymore so hey oh god there's that word that made me not sound intelligent i said it again oh fuckity fuck anyways but yeah but i just want you guys to know i stood up for you you know today and that that i'm just saying that's what pissed me off you know you don't go after my fans that's one thing you don't do. You can go after me all you want, but you don't go after my fans. They're like my fucking family. They're my kids, you know, so don't don't fuck with them. But I just want you guys to know I love you, and that's why I appreciate it, and I would take a bullet for you guys. I just want you to know you guys are amazing, <coughs> and I'm getting ready for season three. I think it's going to be fucking amazing. I got some good stuff cooking. Ashley's going to be coming over more, bless her heart. She's been having a... <coughs> having a rough time but we'll tell you her story later when she's here and uh but yeah she's gonna be doing some stuff more and i just want to say thank you guys once again thank you for the support you give me and like i say if i don't you don't like my show it isn't any big deal i'm not gonna get fucking mad i'm 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 glad for the followers i do have and the downloads and the followers i do get now, I mean, I'm just doing this independently. That's what nobody fucking gets. Nobody. You know? I'm doing this independently by myself. Not making shit. And I do it because of the fans. And it's like I've had a pretty crappy week. But I look forward. Not crappy as in like bad stuff happened. It's just busy as shit. Uh, mother, man. Just God. Just go, 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 go. Ever since Saturday. We went to an Easter dinner Saturday and Easter dinner Sunday. Monday was work and then Tuesday school. Well, no, Monday was a baseball game, a basketball, a baseball game. Tuesday was school and a baseball game. Wednesday we chilled, but we went to my niece's. And tonight we went to my niece's Ashley's house. So, yeah, it's been a busy week. But I always look forward to coming into the studio on Thursday night and the having all my stuff lined up, ready to go. Because what I do is I get everything ready. What I'm going to say is then I go on to a transistor where my platform is. I go ahead and type everything in, get everything ready, uh, write down, you know, what I'm going to talk about and all that crap. Put in all that kind of information, name of the show and all that, what episode, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I go to my audio part and I get it already and all that. So when I come back from Ashley's, all I got to do is record it, load it, bam, it's ready for in the morning. I got to do all the editing because I do the editing as I go. Because I'm a smart son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I took up for you guys. That just You don't go after my fans. That just crawls all over me. They're very loyal and they're like me. They give a shit. They don't, you know, it's it's hard to explain to somebody. It's not like we uh, hate the left or the right. We just know we're tired of the shit, man. And both sides are fucking up, the left and the right. It's It's, it's not just one party. It's turned into a big cesspool. Politics has. You know, you got 30, 50 year fucking guys in there making a career out of being a politician. And for what? You don't accomplish nothing when you're up there but making millions off of us. While you live in your big ass mansions out there around, uh, you know, around Washington, D.C. and uh, Baltimore and all that whole area and stuff. I mean, geez. It's easy to. You know, y'all have no idea how it is for a fucking working man. You know, y'all, they just don't. A lot of them really, really don't. Oh, well, my father was. Yeah, but you wasn't, you know. Jeez, I just, I don't know. I'm rambling. They just made me mad, but you don't pick on my fans. All right, guys, I'm done with that. Let's uh start out with some, uh, you know what time it is. It's time for some stupid news. But that does kill me how that woman said my show was trashy. Well, you know, it does say in the headline, you know, borderline Texas trash, dumbass. But enough about that person. Our first story comes out from Florida. A Florida woman was arrested for lacing her lasagna. Well, this woman was getting married... And her and her caterer got together and put a little marijuana in the uh, food there. There was about 50 people there, and they got kind of high and was feeling weird because a lot of them, I guess, has never been high before. And when it happened, they were like, oh, God, what's happening to me? I don't feel right. Oh, Come to find out they was high. And they're uh, going to be, charges are going to be pressed or something. Yeah, but that's crazy, I thought. And I was like, what? Oh. My Mikey thing got knocked down. I had to adjust it. Okay, now listen to this weird motherfucker. A woman in Austin handed out eggs. She, uh... What she did... She works at a pharmacy. And I still don't know why she done it. And that don't explain it, her working at a pharmacy. But listen to this shit. She dressed up as a, uh, you know, Easter bunny. Like on Thursday or Friday. And uh, she went out passing candy, uh, can- uh, the plastic eggs with candy in them. Some had candy, some had condoms. And uh, yeah, she got in trouble. But they never really did say uh, why she did it or anything, which makes me believe. Huh? All they said was she was uh, worked at the local, she was one of the local pharmacists. Pharmacist. So yeah, watch your candy. It might have some condoms in it. Make sure they're not used. Our next story uh, is from England. There's a vampire group in England that wants to meet at Whitby Abbey to break the uh, record uh, on May 26th for the largest gathering of uh, vampires. So, if you're a vampire out there, 
and you're looking for some uh, group pictures to take or, you know, just some fun times with some other vampires, go check that out, guys. Thought that was pretty cool. That'd be kind of cool, though, you know, walk around seeing all the different versions of uh, vampires. You know, because you could start out like back in the 20s and 30s and then there's such an arrange of that character. It's how it's came, how it's uh, developed through the years. Sorry, guys. I had to get a drink. I was parched. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Indiana, at a Walmart, a shopper, a shopper found a python just chilling on the shelf so when animal control came, yeah, she, a woman was shopping at Walmart. She went to uh, get something. She seen that, and he was just sitting there. Didn't try to attack her or nothing. He was just sitting there. Didn't try to do anything. Didn't move. He was just chilling. I would have shit my pants and ran. Yes, because I just... Snakes and heights are my phobia. See, so that'd be weird. How could I die with snakes? And Oh, yeah. I'd be on a cliff, and a hundred snakes would be coming my way. Jump or get bitten. Ooh, fuck me. I would hate to choose that because I hate both. Ugh. Okay, and then we have in Richmond, Virginia, a man was sentenced today for uh, murdering his mom and then eating her for a while. Well, because that's what draw their attention. I guess she, uh, you know, went to, had one of some of her friends that they would go out and do the stuff like little old grannies do, you know, go out and do their uh, grandma stuff. Well, they noticed she hasn't been around for a while. When they went to check out, yeah, she was dead. He stabbed her with a fucking ice pick, and then he uh, ate some of her. But get this. She was like, uh, damn it, I didn't get the age. She was like in her 70s, and he was in his 30s. And I'm like, how old was you when you had him? Yeah, because he, he should be like my age. I'm 46 or 50, he should be. Yeah, but anyways... Pretty crazy, huh? Yes. Well, that covers our stupid news for today. I hope you thought that was uh, pretty awesome. Uh, still getting used to my new glasses. All right. All right, guys. Let's get ready for uh, Today in History. <laughs> well, a couple days ago on... Or, on this uh, day in history, it's when the Waco compound stuff started. And then, uh, in 2016, that's when Prince passed away. That was kind of sad. You can say what you want about him. You know, thinking he was weird because he kind of dressed funky and weird. But motherfucker was a goddamn artist. God, he was a good musician. They said he could play the drums, play the piano. You knew he could play the goddamn guitar like a motherfucker. God, he was good and talented. And just He could do so much, man. But, uh, yeah, he passed away and, uh, in 1895. The first movie projector did the first film in uh, Hollywood. Or, I know we're not really Hollywood, but somewhere in California. <clears throat> in nineteen ninety five Timothy Timothy McVeigh was arrested for the Oklahoma City bombing. And in eighteen thirty six, Texas uh on this day won its independence at the Battle of uh San Jacinto. 
And then uh, in, in 1980, Howard Stern began uh, his radio career in uh, Detroit at WBABABAB. Yeah. And then in 1993 on this date, guys, guess what happened? Chuck Norris's show. The show that put him on the fucking map. Walker, Texas Ranger. Ooh, yeah. Yep. His show premiered uh, in 93. Shit, in 93, I was a sophomore in high school. Ooh, I'm giving away my age. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, okay. I've got a little treat I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to, since it's summertime's around the corner, I went and I looked up some of the most haunted lakes in uh, Texas. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, here we go, guys. Some of the most haunted lakes in Texas. Lake Louisville in Louisville, Texas. Of all the of all the lakes in Texas. Lake Louisville has many activities to offer, including a playground for the children and a disc golf course right by the water. While by day the lake is great to spend a few hours, at night water becomes infested with shadow people who emerge from the water and lurk near the shoreline. A few folks have tried to approach these entities only to go mentally insane when they touch the uh, strange black substance to this day none of them have recovered many folks who frigid these lakes have seen that there is something or someone in the water that dogs do not like if you let go of your dog Chances are they will leap into the water and try to defend the family family from the unseen entity. Some of them do not make it back to the shore. So if you're going to Lake Louisville, you better not take your doggy dog. Our second lake is Lake Ray Hubbard. 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 Many folk to the or many flock to this lake because of their yacht club. Many uh, fun-filled social gatherings are held held there all season long. If you attend an event or hang out at the bar at the club, chances are you might see a misty white apparition walking on the surface of the lake. <sighs> Another freaking lady in white. Why? She haunts my dreams. Look for the... Oh, look no further than than the, than Lake Georgetown. It's quite a peaceful place. It's ideal afternoon reading or lazily or easily swimming by yourself and resting. Whatever you do, though, do not walk into the water at night. Nearby locals say that a strange, unidentified creature lives in the water and will try to make you its next meal as it hunts for food after the sun goes down. So, watch out going to that lake. 
Our next lake is Bernie City, Bernie City Lake in Bernie, Texas. Bernie City Lake is an ideal place for families. Enjoying a nice swim, kayaking, or paddle bo- or paddle boarding. Just don't leave the family dog unattended. Oh my God, another place where they fucking like to kill the dogs. That's bullshit. Some fishermen have reported seeing ghost-like apparitions floating in the water, staring up at them on the docks. Those who have seen these spirits are terrified and still and are still frightened and never to return. Son of a schmikey. Oh, well, I know we just talked about this, but uh, here's a, oh, no. This is Lake Georgetown in Georgetown, Texas. Are, are you looking for a quiet place to get away from the drama of your ordinary life? Then go to hell. No, I'm just kidding. Then let's go to... Okay, I'm sorry. This is not Lake Georgetown. My bad. This is Lake Granberry. I don't know how I effed that up, but I did. Okay, Lake Granberry. Lake Grammy Grammy. Lake Granberry Lake is an ideal place for those who enjoy a spot of fishing. There are spots where folks can fish year round and catch many different species of fish. Just avoid looking too closely in at the oh, looking at the water. Okay, so what lake do we have now? Okay, how did I do this? I don't know. Okay, sorry for the pause, but uh, all right. I think after this, I've got this right. Okay, we're going to skip it on down because I fucked this up. We're going to skip everything down and go to uh, Ray Roberts Lake. It's an ideal place to spend the afternoon with friends. Soaking some rays at the sandy beach or play a round of volleyball on their court. Just be weary as you gaze into the water. Last summer, a group of friends swore they saw a young woman calling out for help towards the center of the lake. When the two... when when two of their group members swam to help, the women had disappeared. The two men were the two men were so tired they were afraid that they could not that they would drown swimming back to the shore. Some believe that that was the woman's intention all along. So if you're ever out there at it's uh, Ray Roberts Lake and you see an apparition telling you help me Help me. Don't go help. It's a fucking trap. Don't do it. I'm just telling you. Ink Slake. Okay, well, I don't know how this is going to go. Okay, I guess this is uh, some... I hope I have this right. Oh, no. Here we go. 
The next lake is uh, Possum Kingdom Lake. It is a great place to spend time with your friends, especially on the 4th of July. Now, this lake is right down, right up the road from me. Well, I say up the road. It's about a hour away, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I wouldn't even say it's about an hour. It's about 40 minutes. Full of 40 minutes, you know, taking your time if you want to. But anyways... They have a good fireworks display. But thrill seekers enjoy Hills Gate where you can jump into the lake from high above on these cliffs. And yes, they have super big cliffs. You might want to close your eyes when you leap, however. Okay. And that was it. Okay. Well. I thought I had my stuff in order. But apparently I don't have nothing in order. Okay. Well that's some of the uh, haunted lakes around Texas. So. Sorry if I screwed that up. I thought I had everything lined out just right. But. Apparently I did not. Nothing. I can tell you about, uh, here we go, about uh, Lady Bird Lake in, uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, Lady Bird Lake has numerous trails that you can run along the lakefront on. After a rigorous loop, many people like to jump into the water, for, water to cool off. Just make sure that you stay alert at all times. Recently, people have begun to report that they feel something grabbing their legs and tried to pull them into deeper water. Some believe it's the ghost who is lonely in need of, uh, you know, fellow ghost ship. Yeah. So, if you want a creepy uh, weekend, go to some of these lakes. Port back to me. Tell me what happens. Just maybe, just maybe you'll uh, find something cool. Maybe I'll get this stuff settled back out and I'll redo it again. I've been thinking about doing that since it's summertime. Like uh, maybe next for May, do like uh, haunted cabins or something. Or some real like cabin stories where people got killed. Like Jason. <coughs> oh. Sorry about that. All right, guys, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break, and when I come back, we'll do some talking about the Philadelphia mob. Well, if you're looking for some scary, scary ghost stories from not just the United States, but from around the world, then look no further than ghost stories told from the South. I am the host of the show, Stephen LeBooth. I tell scary stories from all over the world. And I really don't talk like this. I just like doing that at first, trying to be scary. But all BS aside, I have a little podcast called Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen Booth, baby. We tell, or I tell ghost stories um, from around the world, you know. We talk about hospitals, roads, bridges, lighthouses, mansions, hotels, uh, anything you can think of. So, we cover anything and everything. And my daughter started this show with me, but she quit doing it. So I'm gonna 
It's just me right now. So, hey, but come listen. It's called Ghost Stories Told from the South. And the reason it's called that is because uh, I'm from the South and I'm telling ghost stories from the South. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? But it's some good old scary stuff. We cover urban legends, too, and just uh, maybe some unsolved mysteries, but it's mostly urban legends and uh, ghost stories and stuff. So, yeah, if you're looking for a good scary time to sit by the fire with your friends and tell some stories, go check out Ghost Stories Told from the South. We are on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, uh, Stitcher, um we're pretty much on every platform now guys we even got a youtube channel go check it out ghost stories told from the south we're on facebook and we're on instagram too so go check us out at all them places and come check out the podcast i hope you like it hope to see you at the next scary scary episode goodbye all right i hope you enjoyed that commercial let's get on with the getting on we're going to go over the Philadelphia bosses. I can't remember where I left off. I'm going to cover three of them today. Our first one we're going to cover is Gassip Idea. But he went by Gassip uh, Joseph. He was born in Villabia, Provesa Catalaceta, Sicily. Bunero immigrated to the United States as a child and settled in South Philly with his brother Vito. He was the son of the foundry uh, foundry worker who opened a small grocery store at 4341 North 6th Street in Feltonville, Philadelphia. Anglo helped his father at the store until 1922. At the age of uh, 12, when he first entered school but attended for only a few years before dropping out of South Philadelphia High School to open his own grocery store at 18th and Anin Streets in Pascua Square, Philadelphia. Bonro, or Bronro, excuse me, Bronro, where was I? Bronro was a close associate of the New York Gambino crime family boss, Carl Gambino, living in the uh, Bruno, living with Bruno was a uh, cousin was a cousin of a mobster, John Samina. Bruno uh, dropped the name Arnelio and replaced it with its paternal grandmother's maiden name, Bruno. Bruno. His spon- his sponsor into the Philadelphia mob was Michael Mangio, a convicted murderer with a national reputation and the founder of M. Migo Cheese Group. And apparently this guy bought up uh, Crowley Foods. Uh, Bruno was married to a sister, Sue Bruno, his childhood sweetheart from 1931 until his death. They had two children, Michael and Jean Bruno, and they owned ex- Extensions Company in Trenton, New Jersey, and Aluminum Products Company in a Hella, in a Hella Florida, and share in the uh, Plaza Hotel in Havana, Cuba. Bruno's first arrest was in 1928 for reckless driving, uh, a 
Queet that uh, arrested included uh, firearms violations and operating a, a vehicle under the uh, influence of alcohol and uh, something about illegal gambling and something about receiving the stolen property. In 1959, Bruno succeeded Josiano as, a, as the uh, boss of, Phil of the Philadelphia family. Over the next 20 years, Bruno successfully avoided the instant media and law enforcement uh, surrounding mobsters back then and his outburst of violence that pledged the uh, other uh, crime families. So this guy kept it pretty clean. He did murder, but he didn't, you know, do it like they uh, would do it in broad daylight sometimes. But uh, Bruno himself avoided lengthy prison terms despite several arrests. His longest term was two years for refusing to testify before a grand jury. <laughs> now that's taken uh, their, uh, the Castanistra, whatever they call it, that it means um, our thing. But anyways, they're taking that to heart because back then, them guys never did rat. So this guy didn't go to a subpoena where we would have to talk and didn't go, so spent two years in jail to keep his mouth shut. Now, that's fucking loyalty. Okay, prison terms. Where was I? His longest was for two years for refusing. Okay, a grand jury. Bruno forbidden family involvement in narcotics trafficking, preferring more traditional Cosa Nostra operations such as bookmaking and loan sharking. However, Bruno did, did permit other gangs to distribute heroin in Philly for a share of the proceeds. The arrangement agreed some family members who wanted to share of the uh, drug dealing profits. Uh, Bruno preferred to operate through uh, bribery and soft power rather than murder. For example, he uh, bashed violent soldier Little Nicky. Oh, okay, Little Nicky, Little Nicky Scoffa. I remember him. He uh, beat him to the uh, then backwater of Atlantic City, New York, New Jersey, after he was uh, charged with manslaughter. On March uh, 21st, 1980, the 69-year-old Bruno was killed by a shotgun blast to the head as he sat in his car in the front of his house near the intersection of 10th Street and Snyder Avenue in the lower Mayoncini neighborhood of South Philadelphia. His driver, John Staffa, was wounded. It was believed that the killing was uh, ordered by Antonio Gab. Gabrino, no, uh, not that, Tapa, anyways, by Antonio, a rival uh, dude. Oh, here's more. And y'all see the picture of how this guy died. He was literally in his car, and his mouth is wide open in the back because he, his mouth was open, and he just, bam, and he's still sitting up in his fucking seat. It's weird. Uh, Bruno's a few weeks later uh, Antonio Gambrio's 
lifeless body was found naked and battered in the trunk of a car in the Bronx. The uh, commission had reportedly ordered the uh, murder, murder of him because he assassinated Bruno without the uh, sanction of the Philadelphia crime family members to be involved in Bruno's murder was tortured and killed. So, because that's how it goes. Back then, you had to go through the family and be like, is it okay if I whack this guy or kill him or do anything to him? Especially if he was a leader of another family. You couldn't just plan a killing on him. You had to get it okay. Well, apparently, whoever killed him didn't get the okay. And everybody that helped him do it and was in on it, fucking, uh, they were tortured and killed too. So, yeah, it was a, that's what happens, though. They didn't, uh, can't do that shit. The murder uh, sparked a mob war in Philadelphia, which claimed over 20 lives over the next four years, including the uh, the uh, seceding boss, Philip Chickenman uh, Testa, and his son, Salvatore Testa. In February 2016, Arthur and historian <coughs> Celeste Marla. Morello began an effort to disconnect Bruno's home of historical landmarks. In March of 2006, historical landmarker advisory community ruled against the request. So I guess he was trying to make a historical marker where this motherfucker was killed. <clears throat> I'm really sure that's something real estate agents want in front of a house. Yeah, this is where a famous mobster was killed, right in front of your house. <coughs> but yeah. You don't remember that old Bruce Springsteen song? Um, uh, God damn it. What is it called? Atlantic City. He talks about that. Uh, and a, a Red Dirt guy redid that song. I can't remember who uh, redid it, but it's a good song. But it starts out at uh, saying, They killed a chicken man in Philly last night. They uh, blew up his house too. So... Yeah, y'all need to check that song out. It kind of talks about that. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. I mean, not how he died, but that Bruce would talk about it in the song. But yeah, that's uh, that was one of the bosses. That was the mo. That was uh, an older one. This guy, he ran it before this one, I believe. His name is Antonio Paulino. He was born in uh, Casacama, Sicily, and became a national American citizen in 1944. His rap sheet dated back to 1927 and included arrests for murder, concealed weapons, untaxed liquor, assault and battery. His legitimate... Employment was as a uh, cheese salesman for the uh, Mango Cheese Company. Ah, he was their tough guy. Palinio was one of the uh, top leaders of the mafia group known as the uh, Greaser Gang and controlled a large lawn sharking operation. Then in 1959, Polino was handed the reins of the family when Joseph Adia filled the United States to avoid an or fled the United States to avoid an incident on narcotics charges. Plano's began plotting to murder, plotting to murder of Angelo Bruno. Plano ordered his uh, underboss, 
Durano to murder Ang- Angelo Bruno, but Durano instead informed Bruno of Pluno's uh, plan, and Br- but Bruno used his uh, connections to the uh, commission to take Palermo's power away from him. The commission author, uh, authorized Bruno to murder Polino. Polino stepped down and Angelino replaced him and kept Dar- Dario as his uh, underboss. In spite of the uh, alleged murder plot, Polino remained uh, in Philadelphia and reportedly felt uh, secure enough to ask Angeli Bruno to name him as his uh, counselligiri. Like his uh, next person in charge. After the death of uh, Joe Rognita in 1977, Bruno said to have declined his request and placed the uh, man who would uh, arrange his death three years later instead. Paulino died of a natural causes in 1933, and uh, he was buried in the Holy Cross Cemetery. He lived a crazy life, Mr. Mobster Guy. Okay, here's our last mobster story. This one is about... Okay, the guy I should have done first. Casapia Adia, but he went by Joseph Gaspi. Uh, Gaspia. Joseph Gaspia. Was born on uh, uh, November 6th of, night of 1890. You know, I think I've done this guy. I've done the very, very first guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have done this guy already. So sorry about this guy. I won't do him. I'll pick up from the chicken man. But yeah, y'all need to check out that song. That's pretty cool. How they talk about, well, they killed the chicken man in Philly last night. And they blew up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what the Mackie boys can do. Okay, guys. I am going to get the drink real quick and wrap this fucking show up. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed the show today. I figured I'd do something a little different. Something I've never, ever, ever really done before. So, but I'm pumped up for the next month's coming up. Pumping up for season three, baby. <coughs> and I can't believe we're going to have our two-year anniversary. A couple more episodes. That means I've been doing this shiznit for two years. Uh, wow. I just want to thank you guys. I really, really, really do. Because you guys, man, make all that's possible and fun. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All right, ma'am? You guys are awesome. God, you are awesome. Don't ever, ever let anybody sell yourself short. Or whatever I'm trying to say. But I ain't got really a whole lot to ramble about today. I haven't really seen a whole lot about Biden. I mean, I still see that he can't find his way to the podium sometimes and he uh wanders around like he uh yeah like he's lost or whatever i don't know but yeah i don't got a whole lot to gripe about today just gas is starting to go up again like everything else my hairy little gonzalez's but 
Yeah, but that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this show today. Just want to say thank you once again to everybody who listens. And like I said, my numbers keep growing up. And I keep getting more members. Want to say thank you to the new people listening. Thank you to our new uh, friends on uh, Facebook that or have joined our uh, fa- uh, fan or the Borderline Texas Trash uh, Facebook page. So yeah, it's going good, guys. This is uh, I'm just I'm just glad you know my voice is being heard because I try to make this show not too much left, not too much right. Not too much Republican, not too much a Democrat, not too extreme this way, too extreme that way. I try to keep it down the middle because at the end of the day, all them motherfuckers up there, guys, are crooks. Remember that. They're not up there for me and you. They're up there to get themselves richer and get power. It's all they fucking want. But I hope my show brings a little positive into your life and makes you pretty balanced like me. I'm not trying to brainwash you and get you to come on my side. You believe what you want to believe. And if you want to listen to listen to the show, listen to it. I'm not going to get mad. All right, guys? So just remember that, man. And, hey, let's communicate more on Facebook. Y'all drop in my DMs. Slide in my DMs, man. So that will be great, you little beavers. But I really love you guys. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to the diehard fans who listen every week. Thank you, Canada. Our numbers are really growing up in Canada. Uh, we got some other countries I can't think of right off the bat that are growing and going up. I know Germany, I think's one. Uh, I want to say Brazil, and I can't think of uh, anybody else right now off the bat. Uh, I hate it when I go blank, man. But I just want to say thank you to everybody, and uh, this has been Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I am your host with the most, baby. This is Uncle Boo. We came down. We got funky like a monkey today, baby. Hope you had some fun. We always going to have some fun here with this funky monkey. But this has been Uncle Boo, baby. We love you and peace out. And thanks for listening to Borderline Texas Trash, guys. And don't forget, this has been a Booth Podcasting production, baby. Bye.